Thanks for joining me for another Random Thoughts with Pastor Bob podcast. It's always fun to do these. I haven't done one for quite a while. Keep them updated. And so I'm sitting here in our church, and it's empty. Nobody here except me, and hopefully no bugs. But, uh, uh, you know, the, the church has a special place in my heart. It's because this is where I've been called to do things, whether it was a youth pastor and now as a lead pastor. I, I enjoy uh, ministry. I enjoy being with people. I enjoy seeing lives change by the power of God, and uh, it's just an exciting time. One would think since I'm sitting in church, I'm going to talk about church things, but I'm not. I'm going to talk about marriage. I'm going to talk about relationships with my wife. Just the things that I've learned along the way. I had one person email me and say, how do you keep it together? How do you and Tracy get along so well? Because, you know, you ever see those wedding invites that say, today I will marry my best friend? You know, these are good sayings, but oftentimes you just wonder about it because you look at some marriages and maybe they used a phrase like that or something mushy, you know, that you see on invitations for weddings. And then you look at the marriage and you're like, well, I, I don't know, would you treat your best friend that way, really? To, to, to say, today I'm going to marry my best friend and then every day have a blow up in the house, every day you don't get along, every day something's going on and you just don't like each other. I'm not sure that's what best friends would do. So one person emailed me and asked, well, what do you do to keep it together, uh, especially in the church life and <laughs> quite honestly, especially with the past I've had in church. You know, I, I go back to Joshua there in the verse in the Bible in the book of Joshua where he says, As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You know, I, that day on June 8th, 2002, I did marry my best friend. I married my wife. Um, I, I, Tracy would tell me that I'm the first one she ever dated and therefore the first one she ever married and the last one. And I wish I could say the same. I, was, uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't unfaithful. I wasn't doing anything bad when I was a teenager. I grew up in the church and stuff, but I dated a few girls and uh, I wish I could have said the same to Tracy, but you know, we have something very unique and Tracy early on knew she wanted to marry a youth pastor and uh, that's what she got. <laughs> May not be the most handsome youth pastor ever, but uh, she married a youth pastor. She's seen a lot. She came from a church where everything was good, uh, things were going well, and uh, she entered the life of ministry and uh, to be a pastor's wife is a special calling on any person's life. Whether you're a guy marrying a female pastor or you're a lady marrying a male pastor, it takes a special calling to, to uh, be a pastor's wife due to the schedule. Some people say, yeah, you're a pastor. You only work on uh, Sundays and Wednesdays. Oh, I wish that was true. Uh, I, if, I, if I wanted a normal 40-hour-a-week job, I would have taken a job somewhere else. But no, sometimes ministry can go up to 60, 80 hours a week, maybe more, depending on how bad things are and how much help people need. And, you know, quite honestly, in some weeks, hey, you know, 20 hours a week, 15 hours a week, but those are so few and far between. It's just an interesting life. You know, Tracy and I, people have asked us, you know, well, when are you going to have babies? When is this going to happen? And all I can say is that we're working on it, honestly. <laughs> um, this is something that has been on our heart. But when you marry somebody who is your best friend and things like that don't happen, you really got to sit back and say, we have each other. And that's so special for us. Tracy and I, we, would it be nice to have kids? Sure. Are we okay without them? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's up to God what he wants to do with us. We've gone in for testing and... There comes a point where in our own life we've just said, okay, God, we've come this far. This is all the further we said we're going to come uh, as far as testing goes. And if it's your desire for us to have kids, you'll make it happen. And we're not going to uh, pick locks on doors that God might have closed and 
um, you know, Tracy and I, every day is just a, is a good thing. And we have our disagreements. Don't get me wrong there. Um, we're not the Beaver Cleaver home. Gee, Ward, you know, what are you going to do about this? No, we have our disagreements, but I can say honestly, Tracy and I have never raised our voices with each other. We've never had a knockout, dragout argument. Um, we, we have our disagreements here and there, but man, we're best friends. You know, that's what our bulletin said is uh, we're going to marry our best friend, and that's what we did. You know, how do we do that? How do we keep it alive? Well, we date. You know, one of the first things they ask you when you go in to get your credentials with the Assemblies of God, you sit before the board and uh, of presbyters and they ask you questions, uh, questions about what you didn't get right on your written test and just about your personal life. And they ask uh, often, do you take time for dates? Tracy and I are so guilty of maybe taking too many dates. We take at least one a week. Now, it's not because we have a ton of money. Um, you know, <laughs> if you're a pastor, you know what I'm saying. You don't have a ton of money. Um, but, you know, it's just that we take time for each other. We, we go out on walks. We, if we don't want to go anywhere, but we just want to get out, we, we go to Culver's, have an uh, ice cream cone. We go to Scoopers. We go um, out to the uh, state park and go for a walk. There's so many cheap dates you can do to keep things alive. And here's the thing is that I hear with couples so often is that the husband will often choose to do something and the wife doesn't like it so the wife just won't do it with them whether it's going to see a movie that she may not like or going somewhere else that she may not like so they don't go, so they don't do it together and likewise sometimes the wife will want to go uh, a place the husband doesn't want to so he'll just stay home and do his thing and um, you know there is a place for that but more times than not the husband and wife need to compromise and go out with each other and do things. You just might learn you might like doing something your spouse does. Tracy um, and I, we do so many things together. We do just about everything together. Even if we're home at night, we'll, uh, there's a need to be met that we have to go to the grocery store for. Not just I'll go or not just she will go. We go together and uh, we, we even do those little things together. So you got to do things together. You got to go on date nights. Tracy and I have learned this early on that you have to do date nights to keep the romance alive, to keep the marriage alive. All of this is important because, you know, quite honestly, our marriage has been tested. Um, not by poor choices I've made or poor choices she's made. Um, believe it or not, our marriage has been tested because of me being a pastor in a church. Um, you know, I said early on we went through some storms and, you know, Milwaukee, things were going great and, you know, ministry was great. We loved our kids down there, the teens and some of the adults and um, things just went really well for us. And then the pastor um, ha ended up having to resign because of some poor choices he made in his own life. And um, I don't know what happened there, but oh my goodness, you would have thought uh, World War III was going to break out between me and the powers that be at that church. And Oh my gosh, Tracy and I were so happy to get out of there. Not because we didn't get along with our ministry and what we were doing there, it's just because I guess board members can make things very hard for somebody to serve in a church. And when you know it's time to go, don't hang out there, just go. And God's going to take care of the rest. So we moved up here to Wapak and we went through another whirlwind storm. And um, we just, uh, you know, <laughs> believe it or not, we went through leadership meetings where my wife le left there crying because of. Uh, things that were being said to me and about me and stuff and you know it was just at that point where I said enough's enough with being a youth pastor serving under people I'm going to become a lead pastor and I've learned so much about being a lead pastor I don't micromanage my ministries that 
are here at the church. People have a ministry, they do it. I'm there to guide them, but I don't micromanage. Um, and I don't belittle people. Um, you know, the one time I got to go to a board meeting in, in the church in Milwaukee was for them to basically lay into me about how I'm doing things and how they're doing things. And um, it, was just, it was just a horrible experience. Some of the most ungodly people you will ever meet are pastors and board members. Believe me on this. If you ever get into a place of ministry, a hired minister, you will learn this at one point or another in your life. That's why I'm currently working on uh, getting funding together to write a book. The title I think I'm going to call it is Things They Never Taught Me in Seminary. Just my life as a pastor and the journeys I've been down. And uh, it's just a rough life sometimes. And Tracy being a nurse, you know, we she'll come home with uh, problems she's having there and uh, you know here's the deal is that when your wife comes home from work guys whether you're in ministry or not you're just working a regular job and she wants to talk listen to her this is huge I listen to my wife all the time and oh there's times she knows that I'm not listening because of deadliest catch on TV or um, in my early years I'd watch wrestling and things like that and she'd totally bust me on it but you know these were important things that she needed to get off her chest so I've learned to listen and likewise she's learned to listen to me about problems I'm going through and she helps me through them and I help her with decision-making on her part we've had our disagreements we've never blown up with each other and we just value marriage I often look at people in marriages where the husband's just not happy or the wife isn't happy and it breaks my heart because marriage should be the time of your life let me go one step further here Marriage would be the time in your, of your life in that the dating scene was great, you know, when you were dating your wife and everything, but now marriage, man, it should just be getting better and better. Um, you know, from date nights being more and more exciting to, you know, when you go to bed with your spouse, it should be an exciting time. I mean, isn't that what you were hoping for when you were dating? So why not even be more excited now that it's legal, now that it's, it's, uh, it's something um, allowed by scripture that you can go to, your, go to bed with your wife and, you know, just keeping the honeymoon alive. It, it, these are important things you need to do, guys and ladies, to keep the marriage going. I want to hear what you're doing to keep your marriage going, to keep your things exciting for you and your marriage. Maybe, maybe some of you would tell some of you would tell me, you know, we we go on trips. That's great. I want to hear about it because Tracy and I love traveling, and sometimes I got a call the other week um, from somebody near to me, and they they called me because Tracy and I had the chance to go up to uh, a northern city and spend the day on a pontoon but instead we decided to stay home and remodel our little bathroom and they called me and they have two kids so the getaways for them are very dear to them because they need it and they called me and asked what I was doing and they're like oh that's right you're painting your bathroom sucks to be you you know and they were on a boat and everything and you know I just sometimes feel like calling them back when Tracy and I are sitting there in our uh, nice remodeled basement watching our large screen TV watching a movie on there and calling them when their babies cry and saying hey what are you doing right now and oh that's right you're taking care of two babies oh sucks to be you you know I would never do that but you know sometimes people with babies get jealous of people without babies and sometimes people without babies get jealous of the people with babies and uh, some people would say to us boy you, you know you, you you spend a little bit on yourself that's how, how does that work well we don't have kids you know we don't have babies to spend money on and when that time comes we'll divert funds that way but it's important for you to be able to loosen up a little bit go have some fun and uh, truly truly treasure your spouse do the things she likes to do that you necessarily don't like to do and likewise you'll find yourself 
learning more things, doing more things, and your marriage becoming greatly enriched. Guard your marriage. Guard your life because you're, you will be tested. If there's any pastors listening to this, and I know there's a couple, guard your spouse with all everything you have because your character will be tested in ways you've never thought when you become a pastor. And so these are just some thoughts I had for you today. I hope that uh, you email me. And I know that there's many people listening to this uh, podcast because I can see the subscribers and I hear from a few of you. But email me some of the things you do to keep uh, your marriage going and uh, some of the things you've learned over the years. And Tracy and I, we've just uh, celebrated our sixth wedding anniversary just recently here, eight days ago. And, uh, you know, we learned a lot, but some of you have been married a lot longer. And uh, feel free to comment random thoughts with Pastor Bob at blogspot.com is where you can subscribe to this podcast if you're just listening to it on a one-time basis. Email me, randomthoughtswithpastorbob at gmail.com, and uh, I'd love to hear from you. Hey, thanks for listening. I'll have another podcast here probably Thursday. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.